It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Back with another edition of Hanson's Hints here at FantasyPoints.com and the podcast feed. I'm John Hanson, a weekly podcast here. We started this a couple of weeks ago in early May, and we are committed to doing at least one pod a week, at least one pod a week, and a, a potpourri of guests and topics, if you will, uh, did last week um, the uh you know, look at the the values and the targets. The week before, we we did a, a run here. We went over all the projections at fantasypoints.com. And this week, our old pal, Mr. Adam Kaplan, NFL insider. He's been out NFL insidering all year. I, I see it in person at the Senior Bowl and the Combine. He's up till 2, 3 in the morning, commiserating while I'm getting my beauty sleep. What's up, Adam? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> beauty sleep yeah that, that's I something need i need yeah, yeah we, we both needed it at our advanced age but yeah i'm glad to do this with you and it's a good time as uh otas and mini camps are upon us here and it just made me think when when you hit me up to do this i was thinking with jesse haynes i don't know why the oh you're obsessed i i, I haven't talked about him in years but it, i've never we know that travis Hurt jervy was a guy that got a lot of all season particularly training camp hype but the biggest hype and in, in, from since playing fantasy from OTAs had to be a right, former running back. You've you've had to play fantasy over twenty years to know, know who this guy was. He was what in the late nineties under Marty Schottenheimer, midnight, whatever it was. That uh, would be for the Chiefs. Yeah, late nineties, I'd say. Okay, late nineties before Vermeil, right? And he was he was just like the most hype we've ever heard. He was an undrafted free agent, I think, and he wound up not making it. But that's why with running backs, I just I'm making note of it, but I don't put too much stock in OTAs because you really cannot touch these running backs. Right. Yeah. Well, with that said, we we have been gathering up intel since the yeah. NFL draft. So let's just go around the league. We'll start in the AFC. And, well, the Jets come to mind. And, you know, what have you heard on Brees Hall? Let's start there with Gang Green. Yeah, no, it's just that I, I – I mentioned on our, our fantasy show on SiriusXM a while back, I said, from what I'm told, he's ahead of schedule. He'll be ready for training camp, whatever that means. Will he be getting 15 touches per practice, 10? They, they won't know until they get there. They'll see how he's doing. But um, they, they expect him to be ready for training camp, barring a setback. So that's great. That's great news. He had a he had ACL reconstruction, but he didn't have the multi-ligament injury that uh, Javante Williams had and Dobbins had in Baltimore. So that was good news. And it's gone well. Um, you know how great he was. He was special before he got hurt. Um, and things are looking good for him. No question. Anything else here with the Jets um, in terms of, like, interest, uh, nuggets? I mean, you had a great nugget on Tyler Conklin last year that you got from someone in that building. And and yeah. that did help us. We ranked him way over the markets last year. I mean, he wasn't all that impactful, but, you know, we ranked him way over his ADP, and he finished way over his ADP. I do have a sneaking suspicion that Aaron may look to that dude. That that might be a thing. Well, here's what happened. Because the problems at quarterback, 
Conklin, yes, he got, he, he was targeted. He had a cu- couple of huge games. Yeah. But he faded because of the quarterback problem. Now, he's a really good athlete who can block. He's really good. The, the thing that caught the Jets' eye and other teams is how good he was running after the catch in open space. So now with Rodgers there in a true old-school West Coast offense, which they're going to transition to, running after the catch is huge. This is a really good offensive for him. So I'm not saying you should draft him as your starter, but if you're struggling for a starter late, he's a guy you might want to take a look at. You think Corey Davis will be on the final roster here coming out of camp and heading into week one? With a pay cut, yeah. I mean, they're not going to pay him $10 million to be a backup, but their starters on the outside will be Wilson and Lazard, and, and Michael Hardman will be a guy that will rotate in, and Cobb will play the slot, obviously. Mims is still on that team, but you can't pay Corey Davis $10 million. I, I mentioned this a year ago last summer. I said, watch – Watch out for Corey Davis in 2023. Can't see him coming back. Well, if he wants to come back, and Joe Douglas talked about it, he wouldn't say exactly what they're going to do. But he, he, he talked about he's a valuable member of the team, but he said there's also a business side, and I know exactly what he meant when he said that. New England Patriots backfield, we've, we both love – we all love Ramondre last year. Yeah. I mean, oh, we, yeah. we were oh, yeah. way over the markets. I actually have a worried feeling about it. I don't know if you caught the interview with Ivan Fears, the former running backs coach, who wasn't there last year but was the year before. He did okay. talk about, oh, they, they do need to get him some help. He wore down at the end of the year. Well, he actually, where did he say that? Where did he, um, do you know where he said it was an interview over the weekend. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Now, oh. again, he wasn't there last year. Yeah. So, but it's a little bit of an outsider opinion. But again, he was there for year one of mm-hmm. Ramondre. You know, he brought up freaking Ty Montgomery. Um, so they're looking for uh, they're looking for like a third down back, change the pace guy mm-hmm. at, at least mm-hmm. here. Um, so Ty Montgomery's still in that mix. I I think Pierre Strong was very intriguing, really explosive. Man, they need juice. But then we also have James Robinson just sitting around now. You and I did talk with my guy Andy Hart up there, and I think very highly of him. Now, it was about a month ago, but he speculated that James Robinson is going to be a thing, you know, football player and all that. So I don't think you have the answers because it's the Patriots, but I do think this is setting up to be a little bit of a potential headache. I I don't have a great vibe on Ramondre. I don't know. I I don't see it that way. Just from what I'm told privately, I told you last spring about Montgomery. I said, you better get on this bandwagon. You're already on him. Oh, you're talking about Uh, Stevenson. Yes. I know behind the scenes how super high they were on him, the coach staff in particular. Yeah. And it turned out to be true. Now, yes, uh, he did wear down a little bit. Yeah, it was actually on a podcast that uh, Ivan Fears did. Yeah, he wasn't. Th- he he's he's not with them anymore, right? Right. He's, no, he's not. He's not. But right. you know, uh, they do need. Here's what they need. They need James Robinson to be. He he obviously did not look right last season. He was not in good physical shape coming out for the with Achilles uh, with the Jaguars. They got rid of him. They need a main backup to Stevenson to give him a, a breather in each game. And and Robinson would be that guy. Because he, he, he's done it before. He's been a volume back. He was tremendous, as we know. What a great story he was. It's, it's why uh, Fournette was, was, was jettisoned, part of it. And James Robinson can do that if he's in good shape and we'll, we'll get a better look at him in, in, in uh, OTAs and training camp. Then Ty Montgomery's a changeup. And also, don't forget, Bill O'Brien was a real play caller. This guy may not be a great head coach, but he's a good play caller. And they're going to have a real offense there in New England. They, they're gonna, and they're going to run the old New England system. This is good. Yeah. 
I, I think they might throw it a little bit more too, actually, believe it or not. And they were very run heavy last year. Um, I do, I do worry about Ramondre wearing down like he did last year, but you know, every year's a little different, uh, really feeling it last year. I, you know, I'm not down on him, but I'm definitely not like banging the table for him this year. Miami, not a ton going on here. I see Devon A. Chain looking good out there in shorts here. Will they use a third receiver this year? Because they did not last year. No, it's kind of remember they're running the Shanahan system. The third receiver doesn't get a lot of juice. You know, it's obviously with the Niners. Uh, your you got Kittle there, but yeah, I don't I don't see it. I, Remember, Cedric Wilson was signed to be a starter. When they signed him last year, they didn't know they'd be trading for Tyreek Hill. It just, it just happened, and they went for it. I mean, I, they're, but their talent on offense is ridiculous. Waddle and Hill, the fastest tandem in the National Football League. Wilson's their three. Robbie Robbie Anderson, who's whatever he's calling himself, chosen Anderson, chosen. whatever. Yeah. He, he'll, this is a good role for him to be, just to be a changeup. Uh, he's obviously taller but thin. And Braxton Berrios, well, I hope Mike McDaniel knows how to use him, but they are super, super explosive, and they've got versatility. What they don't have is a patch, catching tight end, which means that the, the, the passing game will go through the receivers. In Buffalo, you gave us a great nugget in December about Gabe Davis, suffered a high ankle sprain. I believe that was week one, missed two. Week- Oh, it was week two, then missed. What happened week. was it was the practice leading. It was like, I think it, believe it or not, was a walkthrough. Again, this right, is. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know if they played a Thursday night. Maybe it was a short week, but I, I do know this. They downplayed that ankle injury, and it bothered me because I found out around Thanksgiving that it was actually a high ankle sprain. I'm like, well, why don't they just what, – what's the big deal? Because the poor competitive kid – Competitive edge, competitive edge. Well, here's the problem. They, they did a disservice to the kid. It's like when Tom Coughlin did, his, dis, did a disservice to Fred Taylor downplaying his, yeah. his uh, injury issues. Yeah. Well, the, the guys – you can't be a receiver and, and play on the high ankle sprain the next week or the week after. That's just not right, and it, it never got right. Well, yeah, I think that was – a walkthrough situation in it was not in week one, but it was leading up to week two and he missed week two. Then he catches three balls for 37, then one for 13, but then he caught three for 171 and a touch. (laughs) And he had, I believe that was the 99 yard touchdown, which yeah, one of the greatest throws ever (laughs) by, by Josh Allen from his deep in his own end zone, but big winner in the draft thus far with no outside receiver of note added and i am very skeptical on dalton kincaid people are like basically drafting him as if he's presumed to have one of the five greatest seasons of a rookie tight end in history yeah because think about it. the pass game has and always will go through digs that's not in question it, it goes digs one gabe davis two could, could kincaid cut into that sure but again you, you're looking as a rookie tight end and dustin knox is not going away that yeah. They're paying him a lot of money. Yeah. Now, I, I get it. They had huge love for Kincaid. He was a major priority for them, and they, they went up. I think they traded to get up to get him. Yeah. But again, he's a tight end. If he had 50 catches, I'd be shocked. I agree. If, if everybody's healthy, to me, it's 35 to 40 range. You two, two and a half per game. Yeah, well, we, we do have people out there presuming 100-plus targets. and oh, where, rank where? How? I don't know because because of the draft capital that they surrendered, I guess, and, and I you know, I it. it's for the future, it, right? It, it, to me, it's 
let, let, let me look at since you mentioned it. Okay. Look, it's a different look, you know, because they yeah. haven't they haven't really been tight end centric. So now you're getting a, you know, I thought Josh Allen missed Cole Beasley, believe it or not. You know, that little underneath threat uh, inside uh, moving the sticks and all that. And, you know, they probably agreed to an extent, but they're like, OK, let's take that guy and double his size almost. You know, let's get a big slot, basically. So you understand what they're doing, but. Yeah. For this to, to assume that this is going to work wonderfully in year one is quite a leap of faith. Yeah, and and this is a big ask of Ken Dorsey. Did an okay job. Did that an okay is, job. That too. You know, we knew there'd be some sort of a drop off. There was stylistically, and that really is the big situation. But they're going to be a passing team. Now, do they go? And by the way, Shakir's going to see some time in the slot. Will they go? And, and they got to account for Deontay Hardy's contract. <laughs> That's a stunner to me what they're paying him. They, they guaranteed him so much money. Yeah. So they obviously have a plan for him. These guys typically don't work out. He's just over 5'6". He's the Isaiah McKenzie gadget replacement. Same thing, right. Same yeah. thing, yeah. right. But okay, they're going to have a lot of eye candy. They're, they're going to they're gonna have versatility to their, their past target group, no doubt. But Shakir's a guy who could see time in the slot. You, you mentioned... The tight end Kincaid. Dawson Knox is really not a wide tight end, which means in line. That's not really what he does. So to me, they're going to, John, they're still going to be a, a heavy 11. They'll probably leave the NFL in, in 11 personnel. They'll use Hardy on end arounds and jet sweeps and so forth to justify his contract. And oh, by the way, they've got a great spread of running back, or at least in terms of a fit and spread in James Cook. Yeah, no doubt. J- uh, Damian Harris as well to, you know, get that inside banger in there. But you also had to get Latavius Murray. But, you know, they want to be physical. They probably want a closer. Maybe they want a yep. goal line guy. I mean, Harris is pretty good there. That was interesting that they're like, oh, drafts over. Uh, Latavius is a guy who's a journeyman. He's on the street. He spent time on his couch. But we got to get him. Uh, you know, we got to sign him in May. You know, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, this is what a sixth team, and I met Latavius and interviewed him for Sports Grid when I was at the Super Bowl. What a nice guy! And you know, I forgot how tall he is. I mean, he's oh, yeah. six, three. six three. Yeah, yeah, man, big dude. But he's still he's been very effective in, in that short yardage. He could he could protect. He's a really good pass protector. It, yeah, so they have before we move on. Harris' role will be the closer, and he'll he'll be, he'll grind some carries when they need him, and. Naheem Hines, I have absolutely no idea what his role is. That that one to none. me was he has none. He's a kick returner yeah, only. Yeah, they, they they cut his pay, so yeah, I I don't see him having a role. Over in the AFC North, obviously Lamar Jackson in town and un, in the fold, and Odell added. I, I'm a big Zay Flowers guy. Um, you, we're sharing the brain on DK or JK. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, this is it gunning for the biggest free agent payday of his career, biggest payday of his career. Dude was pissed last year. Um, yeah. So Todd Monken moves in. He's going to be more about the pass, but, you know, Dobby can catch the rock. They did nothing else. I don't care what happens. I'm sleeping like a baby after my endorsement of J.K. Dobbins this year. Right? You I mean, not a Justice Hill truther i'm just kidding no never been one either <laughs> i can't believe he's back I and mean, he's done next to nothing with it with he this did organization. a couple good things last year finally well he showed that he could actually like he had a pulse like they never would use him right but he he's not going to really contribute so yeah it's the dobbin show there um 
the the look it it's going to be fascinating to see how the like okay we know Mark Andrews will be the number one targeted player but is it is it is he by fifty receptions ten because now with Beckham Bateman Flowers Duvernay Aguilar and Isaiah Likely who really flashed. They actually have a legit pass target group. Oh, for sure. They'll, they'll be opening up with Odell. Then he'll go on season-ending IR uh, by midseason. And Zay Flowers will start taking over uh, Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving. <laughs> At least that's my that's a long-term projection right there. And that's a prediction as well. Uh, let's go to Pittsburgh. I'm going to throw a curveball at you here because I, I did not realize this. But okay. I, I recently learned that the Matt Canada thing could it be related to Mike Tomlin's son? I don't know. Did you know this? Uh, I I can't really comment on that. No, I'll just okay. I I can. Uh, everyone knows Matt Canada stinks, yet somehow he's still employed, and there is a correlation there because. Well, here's what here's the thing that this is what they they're publicly saying that they don't want to ask Pickett to learn another system. Mm-hmm. It's probably the biggest upset with coaching is that Canada's back really good college coordinator. It hasn't worked here. And, and, and honestly, I think most coordinators would go, Oh my gosh, I got Deontay Johnson Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin, healthy Pat Frymouth. Wow. This is an incredible group of pass targets. Not only would be a spread. I'm going to create, plays for these guys to get these guys open. He, he asks these guys, we call this what individual route offense. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like, okay, go ahead. Here, here, here's the plug. Go run it. That doesn't work. This is not, this is not street ball. It's going to help these guys. So as much as we love Pickett, I love Pickett probably more than most people. I know you do. Yeah. There's a reason why he never felt he never had a game with more than one touchdown pass. It's the scheme is bad. Yeah, it is. And, you know, again, a lot of people out there speculating that Canada is still employed because his relationship with Tomlin, which is tied to Tomlin's son, who I, I, I saw scored a touchdown uh, at a bowl game or whatever. But, yeah, we're trying to figure it out because it's just so weird. And that might be it. Uh, you know, sometimes the obvious answer is the most obvious answer. But, you know, who I like this year? And I love George Pickens last year. Look, the kid was great, but, you know, he is kind of limited. Um, I, I like Deontay. He's due. I mean, this guy yeah. was still like fourth in the NFL in targets last year, despite playing with a rookie quarterback who seemed to have eyes for George Pickens. Deontay, very quietly, was getting all kinds of targets. They complemented each other very well. Deontay's a better player. He's a more overall yeah. better player, right? The other promise Canada it, it is nothing to do with DeAndre Johnson. Trust me. Yeah, he's going to drop the ball every once in a while. You just live with it. But he gets open. He has chemistry with Pickett. The problem is, it's how he doesn't score a touchdown is is I just I don't know what to tell you. I think it's it's scheme related. It's it's a fluke. But he is a stud talent. We we just this just can't continue. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, I know it's very frustrating. Well. You know, he scored eight the season before. And by the way, same play caller. He was awesome in 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 uh, twenty one. Now the deep the, the the other thing is, you know that you know Deontay could run, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he's just not catching the ball downfield for whatever reason. Right, right. Know. You know, we were saying before it was their sieve like O line and Big Ben losing you know a lot of juice on the right arm. You know, so 
Pickett mm-hmm. doesn't have a gun to drive the ball down the field, but he does throw a good deep ball for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, good touch. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals moving on here. No, nothing much going on. Chase Brown, your new handcuff for Joe Mixon. They they, they they drafted a couple depth receivers and Yosevis Yo, Yo, uh, from Princeton and then mm-hmm. uh, Charles Jones, Charlie Jones. Um, interesting guy, but you know a lot of continuity here. Are are you good with the O line? Because this Jonah Williams thing is a bit of a mess. Uh, I don't even know if he's happy about right tackle, but he's not. But he doesn't have a choice. And they're a team that does not give up on players. They don't like making trades. I'm fully expecting uh, Jonah Williams to be on the team this season, playing right. Karras, uh, they got Kappa back. Karras, Orlando Brown's left tackle. He wanted to play left tackle. He's okay. He, he Jackson Carmen. Uh, will be a could backup tackle. He could backup guard. Sharping's there. Did a nice job filling in. No, they actually have some depth on the offensive line. No, I'm you, to finish this off. Yeah, I'm. I'm I don't say I'm bullish on the line, but this is the best line that that Burroughs had. It could at least. I think it's got to be at least in the middle. Yeah. Oh, it's the best line that Burroughs ever had. It's an yeah. average line, which is hey, sometimes mediocre. You yeah. know, mediocre's got a terrible connotation, but it's better than. <laughs> terrible or below average um, in Cleveland. Let's narrow this down to uh, two little thoughts. Number one, our friend Nathan Zagura, who is the color analyst for the Browns radio network there, did tell us last week that Amari Cooper could be gone after this year, and he would not be surprised if Elijah Moore kind of ascended down the stretch and maybe even turned into the guy as they look long-term with Elijah Moore, who apparently they love. Yes, yeah, so when you look at Cooper's contract, it's enormous. This is they they knew this when they when they acquired him and and signed him, and they re, and and f- from Dallas when they got in the trade uh, last year, they knew his salary for next year was going to be tough to take at, at twenty million, which he's going to make in twenty twenty four. It's hard at. at at, at that age, late twenties, to justify, he's a good player. Look, he's certainly good. He he showed up last year. I thought that he had the attitude. You know how he would drop off and drift with Dallas and be maddening. Actually, did, I know they're they're pretty happy with him. Yeah, no, now, they should be. The question is going forward. Let's start with this season. Then we'll talk about Dynasty in a second. What's it going to look like this year? Donovan Peoples Jones is on the final year of his rookie deal. Cedric Tillman is going to take his job. If it's not this year, it's next year. I. I yeah, could he could he take Cooper's job? Sure, but in twenty four. But to me, for this season, Tillman's going to push Peoples Jones. I get it that he's a shot play guy. The, the, the issue that people have with him, he's not consistent. Peoples Jones. It's just been his. He's like a shot play guy and a make a play that you won't hear from for a while. Right. That's why Tillman will be able to push him. Peoples Jones clearly the the favorite to win the job, but Tillman could push him and take it. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And Elijah Moore is a Z receiver. He's a, he's a move guy. He's terrific. He's now with a, a qualified quarterback. You know, it, ironically, maybe he did maybe he didn't really know that they were going to go all in on Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. Because I mean, who, you have to ask him who'd rather play with. But now he's with Cleveland, and and my guy Tillman and, and Marquise Goodwin does one thing: he could run. David Bell's a possession guy, and and Joku is a really had a breakout season. That's a really good. Pass target group, but I know why. Now I know why you're hot, so high on Watson. Oh, oh yeah. And then the final point is 
I don't think they're doing much else in the backfield. Jerome Ford locked in, and he's unproven, but maybe they move away a little bit from the run and throw it more simply. Uh, we'll, we'll throw the ball more. There's, there's no doubt. I remember when I told you last summer, don't worry about Jerome Ford this season. He could be the two next year. Yep. Well, yeah. here we are. Hope's not coming back. I don't know why they brought back Dearness Johnson. That made no sense. That was a mistake. They should not have brought him back. Oh, they now did. Let's move on. Oh, now, oh, oh, you're talking last year. Cleveland, yeah, I don't know why they did that. But right. now, the two now. I would not rule out them signing a veteran just for death because if Chubb gets hurt, it's Ford and Felton's a, also receiver. He, we'll see what they do with him. And John oh. Kelly, no. I'm saying, I remember John Kelly when he was a thing with the Rams five years ago. Oh, I know. I know. But there was a moment where we kind of were intrigued by that guy, but th- that moment has passed. Yeah. Let's go to the AFC South. You and I this morning, actually, were recording this on Wednesday afternoon, May 24th. But this morning, you and I talked with a Texans beat reporter. He's with me on Tank Dell being really intriguing. But, you know, not even ready to go on anything close to a limb on John Mechie, who's dealing with a hammy. But he did tell us to keep an eye on Noah Brown, who they brought over from Dallas. So overall, they've done a nice job. Uh, They have a plan. O-line continues to get upgraded. So, yeah, um, solid vibes here for D'Amico Ryans. We'll see about Bobby Slowick and how well he does. First-year guy here, play caller. But overall, look, they've done a nice job. It's been a very successful offseason for the Texans. Yeah, they've, they've, they've Nick Cassero, the GM, he was handed a, a tough card three years ago, and he had, he had not done a very good job up until this year. But he shuffled the deck, very aggressive in the draft, and they brought D'Amico Ryans in, who's a, obviously a homegrown player, and D'Amico's an outstanding coach. He brings in a guy that he worked with with the Niners and Bobby Sloak. This is from talking to people who work with Sloak. I think he's a smart guy. This it might be a little bit early for him to be a coordinator to call plays. He's only he's in his mid thirties. Uh, this is a enormous job for him. He's got to develop C.J. Stroud. They've got a sort of a interesting pass target group. It's not it's certainly below average, but Mechie, we have no idea where, where he's at. I know they're happy with his coming back from his illness, and that's great. But now he's got a hamstring problem and. They're going to get him ready for training camp. They're going to shut him down more or less, let him rehab. Robert Woods is a Z receiver. Collins, uh, Collins will be their X. Dell and Woods will play the slot. And Woods can play anywhere, but he's better Z. And then Noah Brown's a guy that, you know, he would flash every once in a while. Never the most consistent guy. He stayed around forever with Dallas. It's an okay group. And, of course, they got Dalton Schultz a little bit better after free agency started. It's not a bad group, but I mean, it's It's okay. But to me, it's about running the football here. And by the way, the Shanahan system always starts with running the football. Yeah, a little bit of a tougher schedule overall for Jonathan Taylor as an outline in Scott Barrett's SOS article up on FantasyPoints.com. But um, let's move over to uh, Josh Downs and the Colts and their passing game. And I kind of like Josh Downs. Uh, I think he'll play a lot right away. Uh, so any thoughts there? Off to a little bit of a good start. But, you know, it all comes down to Anthony Richardson for these Colts. What do you think the timetable is? Is it like a one- to two-week deal? Or might they just give this guy the job? It's a tough call. It really is. I could see both sides yeah, of this argument. Right. So it's simply going to be when they think he's ready. It's not – this is not like, you know, a guy that played three or four years, started three or four years where you kind of know, okay – 
we're going we're gonna to wink, wink, let them compete, but he's going to be our guy week one. That's not the way they're going at this. It's in fact, that's why I was told Minshew Sinair, he, he, I don't know, I don't, it's not that he knew Richardson would go there, but he felt that was their best chance because I guess if you're doing a little mock draft, you can say there's a real chance Richardson goes at four to the Colts. Nobody knew this, but he made the right decision. At least Minshew will probably get a couple starts in, you would think. And I'm not worried about week one, but he's got a lot of work to do, Richardson. He's very raw, needs work with the mechanics. Like you see some really good – it's not just the talent, the, the size and the athleticism. It's enormous arm. He, you, when he's got himself right, when he squares his feet up, kind of like with Josh Allen, when Josh Allen struggled mightily with his accuracy, when he would get his feet lined up correctly, you go, wow, that looks like an NFL quarterback. There's some stuff with Richardson off tape. You go, wow. So it's just a matter of when – now, in, in a redraft – He's draftable, but who the hell knows? Now, if you're hopefully not drafting until August, look, if he gets off to a great start the first two weeks, there's a very good chance he'll start. But they understand who he is and what what kind of work he needs. It's not going to happen overnight for him. It would surprise me. It it would surprise me if he's ready for week one. Again, we're we're talking in May here, Memorial Day weekend. We haven't even gotten to the meat of anything yet, and we're, we're certainly far away from training camp, but... For dynasty leagues, I said this on our show, top 10 quarterback potential to be top five upside. That That's yeah. the crazy gifts this kid had. He's a – no offense to, to Justin Fields, who, who, I, who I'm, I'm very intrigued with. This kid has got raw traits. Yeah. Matthew Richardson. He's that gifted. I have a bigger superstar vibe on Richardson than I ever did on Fields. Jacksonville Jaguars, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley looking – uh, the part, if you will. He looks like Calvin Ridley out there in he's short. In shape. Yeah, he's in shape. That's the key part. It's a good part. So, so if, if we go the entire summer and he's locked in, no, no real injury concerns, are, are you good with Calvin Ridley? Like no, no lingering concerns? Yeah. You know, before the gambling thing, remember how how it – it just – it was really – there was something wrong with him that year. Yeah, remember? he had like a, a personal issue or something. Yeah, and that was that the gamble? Was that the gamble? Was that the gamble? I never heard the truth on that. I don't know. Right. But it was a disaster. I got to think he's taken care of himself personally and gotten some help and on the right path. And, and right now it seems good. I'll, I'll, um, I'm, I have some pretty good sources with the team, so I'll, I'll know more as we, time goes along here. But the key thing here is, right? Yeah. Doug Peterson was tremendous at calling the plays. You got really Zay Jones, who was really good last season in his role. Like, look, he's not our most consistent player, but did a good job in his role. Kirk, who was as good as we thought he would be. Ingram, like, played, I don't say over his means, but all the hype that I gave the guy actually turned out to be true. And the fact that he didn't get hurt was shocking. So that, that four. Oh, and, and you know what? They've got, I know he's not a guy you would draft, but Jamal Agnew could run a little bit. You know who's going to play receiver for them? Do you remember Jacob Harris from the Rams? Yeah, tight end. Right, who they moved to tight end because he, with his size, he's there too. This is a really good pass target group, and their offensive line is it's a little better on average, not great. It's serviceable enough. This is, a, this is look, there's no reason why Lawrence won't be top 10, perhaps top 7. Yeah, all, all in there. Tennessee Titans. I see my guy Tajay Spears already opening up some eyeballs uh, in camp. Dude moves well. You know, we worry about the long-term health with the uh, knee issues and the prior surgeries. Uh, But 
does look like he's a short-term guy here. Probably not going to hold a lot of value, but you know, the real question is if Derrick Henry goes down again, will it be a committee? Will it be Spears taking over, or do they just default to Hassan Haskins? I'm not- Haskins fits there, at least for this season. Yeah, true. Because Henry's there. They're, I don't, they're not going to be pass-happy, though. I do expect them to pass a little bit more. Yeah. Haskins would fit the, the grounded out thing. Spears is sort of a tweener, but he's got juice. It would be a, it would be a timeshare that I would – now, again, again, we're in May. I could change my mind based on the information I get. Because what I get now is in some teams is going to be a little different from what I get in August. As you know, uh, work with me yeah. for over 20 years. It's just a matter of when you talk to me because it's only what they know at that time and things will come oh, yeah. change. But Sure, sure. But Haskins fit. He fits their mindset. But I'm telling you, for 10 fans, I know you're out there. In 2024, this offense is going to look different once, they're, yeah. once they move on from Henry. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, Vrabel's a little bit more forward-thinking than you, you you think. But again, he's married to Henry because Henry's there. You can't like right. you can't throw the ball thirty-eight times a game with Henry there. That's just not going to work. Good vibes early on with Traylon Burks, is, at least compared to last year. He's he's is in shape. He's not dealing with the asthma issue, so we're off to a good start in twenty twenty-three with yep. him. Over in Denver, do you think Cortland Sutton will be on this damn roster by season's end? It just well, feels- they're not cutting him, number one. And it just here, I mean, hearing the head coach, Sean Payton, was heavy saying personnel, I'm going to trust what he said. That, and he was talking, but he didn't mention him by name, but the, the guy, whether it's Judy or Sutton, but past this season – Someone's got to go because you've got Marvin Mims, who I love for this draft. Judy, who's should be with them for a while. And then you got Patrick or Sutton. One of them's going to have to go. And since you brought it up, and I'm, I always look at contracts, as you know, Sutton passed the season, John. Yeah. It's just cap number of over 17 million. Yeah, he's done. It, it, he's got. Two million of his base salary becomes fully of his thirteen million dollar base salary becomes fully guaranteed. Fifth day of free agency. It's hard to imagine. And let, now, if he blows, if he has a good year, Sean Payton will get the most out of this offense. And then Tim Patrick coming off the ACL, his cap number is just about thirteen million for for. And he's a possession guy. He doesn't run as well as Sutton. He he has no guaranteed money in his contract twenty four. Someone's going to have to go after the season. It's just not you. You can't keep everybody. Jerry Judy entering year four, they already picked up the fifth year option. Is that a good sign? Can't yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it means he'll be on. It means what it means is he's going to be on the roster in 24 unless they trade him. Long term uh, plan, more so than Sutton. Yeah, well, yes, because they, they're locked into it unless they trade him. He's he's on the books for 13 million for guaranteed right uh, next year. Yeah. So they're not cutting him. He's, he, he, he'll either be on the football team or they'll trade him. Were you surprised that they have not yet brought in another back after adding Samaj P. Ryan? Yeah, yeah. The, just so you know, the veteran backs that are out there, and they're big names, the three guys. Leonard? As you and I speak right now, Zeke, of course. It's Leonard. Kareem Hunt. And it is actually the morning three. It's Hunt, Fournette, Elliott. And then there, there's Mark Ingram, who – did he retire? I think he retired, right? <sighs> Who knows? I mean, it seems like he's been in the NFL for 19 years. I thought he retired. Let me just double check. I thought I, I thought he retired. Yeah, it sounds right. It sounds right. I know he's. You oh, know, no, he said, no, no, no. He said, okay, he oh. said he's eager to play another season. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That. That's why I looked it up. I couldn't remember. I know he's quoted somewhere. I can't remember. 
but yeah, so he says he wants to play. So there's some names out there, and they all they they're all size backs. Yeah. So yeah, they really need to add it. And uh, so in Denver, before we move on, because what you have is P line is a terrific third down back. Tony Jones, who obviously Peyton knows from the days in New Orleans together, is size. Tyler Beatty, formerly of, of Baltimore, and the kid Patrick, who did well in the XFL, I think. Jock Patrick. Yeah. It's a sort of a young journeyman, but that's it. Yeah, you're right. They, they kind of, but again, it, remember, games aren't played until September. It doesn't really matter now if they bring anyone in. They need someone by training camp. Chiefs backfield, basically, it's the exact same as last year. And I don't know. Are they done adding dudes to the backfield? I wouldn't surprise me because Pacheco had multiple surgeries, I believe. And then McKinnon has got a limited role, great at it. Edwards Lair is obviously not long for this team. The Michael P. Line won't go away. Yeah, would it surprise I mean, The kid Prince, I know they're like out of Tulsa, who's who got some juice to catch the football. Yeah, it would not surprise me if they add one more veteran. And we'll see how Rishi Rice and Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore all work in here. We have others in the mix. MVS, little Justin Watson, Richie James are going to hopefully not spread that ball around like majorly, although there's a lot of production to go around. Uh, Vegas Raiders, the vibes are not great on Devontae Adams here. And I don't know, man. I, I don't feel good about it. Jimmy G, sure. Okay, it's not that big of a drop-off from Derek Carr, but, you know, balls die down the field when you're throwing it and you're Jimmy G. You know, what if, what if Jimmy G goes down again? Now it's Brian Hoyer. I mean, is he 40, Brian Hoyer? I know he's your yeah, friend. That like, was your buddy. He's a, like 37. He'll I'm be 38 in the fall. Yeah, yeah, 30, correct, in October. So I would say with this thing, look, they're running the New England offense. You know, the, you know what you're getting, two tight ends, two receivers, third down, Renfro. Renfro obviously was disappointed before he got hurt. It, it, it goes through Adams, and they're paying Jacoby Myers to be a slot receiver. I, I, don't, I know he could play the Z position. He's better in the slot. He doesn't run very well, but he was productive. It, it just, it's, it's just a mess. Austin Hooper could, you know, is there with, with an OJ Howard. You know they're going to play a lot of 12. It's a, it's a run after the catch offense, as you said, because Garoppolo can't throw the ball downfield very well. It's, it's timing. And, you know, it's a shame because Adams, despite his time speed, could go get the football. Yeah. That's it, man. It's, it's, there's going to be a lot of running here with Jacobs. Yeah, a lot of running with Jacob. So I've actually, you know, when the season wrapped up, my default thought was, you know, be careful with Jacobs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he is on a franchise deal, so it is kind of a contract year still, definitely a contract mm-hmm. year. And they almost have no choice but to make the running game the major identity. I don't think that was their plan going into last year, but they saw the things get off to a slow start, and they saw Jacob bringing in. and like, okay, well, all right, you're now our guy, Jacobs. So I think that'll – Something similar will happen this year. For the L.A. Chargers, Austin Eckler gets a little bit of a raise, which is good, so he'll be reporting to the mandatory OTAs and you know, presumably back in, in happy enough as he guns for a contract extension uh, or a new contract with another team most likely. Uh, still don't know about the backup situation there. That's a battle to be determined. Oh, I think Quentin Johnston, I didn't love this pick. It's a little redundant. And yep. Though I think he'll push Mike Williams off the roster pretty quickly. Yeah, so let me go over Mike. Well, this is ridiculous. I, I, I just When I looked this up, I'm like, this can't be right. But it is. So what happened was 
they restructured Mike Williams' contract uh, in March to create cap space for free agency. So next year, John, because of his $17 million base salary, which is not guaranteed at all, $3 million roster bonus, and then the restructuring, which crazes the cap number to go up, his cap number is almost a quarterback cap number. It's over $32 million. Obviously, he can't come back with that. So they'd have to either extend his contract, cut him, or trade him. They, 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 he can't come back with that, that contract. So, yeah, I could see Quentin Johnson taking his job next year. But here's the problem. You've got Keenan Allen now who also has the same issue. His cap number is thirty over $34 million next year because he also had a major restructuring. They lowered his, his cap number this year. Someone's got to go next year. You can't keep both of them. And Quinn Johnson is a first-rounder. He's got to get on the field next year. And they got a guy, Josh Palmer. So they, I'll say this much with Kellen Moore. Now, they ran the ball a little bit more than you think last year. In fact, Dak only – he threw the ball for less than 33 times a game. And maybe with all the turnovers, maybe that was a good idea. But it's still with this receiver group and Eckler being your running back. You have to – it's got to be a spread. You got, you, you, they've got to use a third receiver. Now, I know for years I've said they don't use a third receiver – Maybe they do this year with a new play caller because they've got they've got so many plus Gerald Everett, John. They've got so many pass targets. Moving over to the NFC, we'll we'll go a little quicker here, unless um, you really need to run, Adam. We're running late as always. This show is sponsored. This show is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy in the biggest fantasy football tournament of all time, Best Ball Mania Four. I know you know out there in podcast land what Best Ball is. Very simple. Enter. The contest, Best Ball Mania, on the Slick mobile app, draft your team, that's it. Set it and forget it situation. They'll optimize your lineup uh, weekly to create the highest scoring team. And, of course, Fantasy Point subscription can be yours for only $5. Get signed up at underdogfantasy.com or via the App Store. Promo code FANTASYPTS, and they'll get you your first deposit doubled up to $100. And then... If you're a new user, new user to Underdog Fantasy, you will get a credit and you'll basically get a subscription to our site, Fantasy Points, for just $5. So sign up today, promo code FANTASYPTS, get your first deposit doubled up to $100, get a Fantasy Points subscription for just 5 bucks. Visit UnderdogFantasy.com, find them in the App Store, that promo code FANTASYPTS, first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18 plus, 19 plus in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 plus in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1 800 Gambler or visit 3Ws.ncpgambling.org in Arizona. Call 800 Next Step. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY. In Tennessee, call 800 889 We just mentioned Kellen Moore. Adam, as we get back into it here, Hanson's Hints, the week of May 22nd, we'll call it, even though this is the 24th, leading up until Memorial Day weekend in Dallas. Um, we've talked about this on our YouTube page, the Town Hall series. Uh, Schottenheimer and McCarthy taking over the offense from Kellen Moore. Uh, so what does that mean? And we got to get another running back here in this running back room, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Pollard's on the tag coming off of major surgery, but they expect him to be ready for the season and for training camp, whatever that looks like. Deuce Vaughn is too small. He's a change-up. He's under 5'6", so he can't be the two. 
So yeah, they, if they don't bring back Zeke, I know they don't. They're not real enthused to do it. They haven't completely shut the door. Fournette would make some sense. They, they really need to get a, a back with size there to complement Pollard. They really do. The question is now: Will he hold up for a full season? Now, now, when I say that, is he going to be the guy? Like, what kind of volume could he handle? That's the yeah. question. We just don't know that. Probably yet. not much more than last year. Right. I don't. I to me, he's in that. I would say you know, fifteen to seventeen touches per game kind of guy. Yeah. But he's so unbelievably explosive and, and elusive. Guy's an incredible. He's just so good at. You know what's so funny? That that was like the the coaching staff. Remember talking to the Memphis people? They were never talked to Tony Pollard. It's just really funny that they yeah. never talked about the guy. He ended up being the best of the bunch between like Kenny Gainwell, Antonio Gibson. And Pollard, um, FYI, I did speak with uh, David Hellman, who worked for years for the Cowboy website. Now he's working for Fox Sports. Uh, his opinion on the tight end situation, a little bit of a committee here. So, I mean, you want to take a shot at, with Jake Ferguson as your third tight end in best ball, fine. I do think he'll hold more value this year than Luke Schoonmaker, but they did use a second-round pick on Schoonmaker. Giants, we talked with our guy Jordan Renan recently about these guys. You know who I'm starting to warm up to, and look, they're they, these are all dart throws. But and, and it was it was part of our convo with uh, Jordan. Uh, how about a little Paris Campbell action? I've always thought he was very talented. He is coming off his best season. He is arguably the most talented and versatile receiver in the core. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would say this with Paris Campbell. He's always had the ability to be a pretty good football player. It's just he's not been able to to escape the injury bug until last year to a certain extent. Yeah, I mean, to me, he's a guy who can play inside or outside. He could play the slot. I remember yeah, talking yeah. to Colts about him. They they saw him differently than and the other teams did because a lot of teams pegged him down to be a slot receiver. They never saw him as that guy. They said he right. could play everywhere. Yeah, not more of an X receiver, but he's got good enough size to to play on the outside. Uh, I, but look, Hodgins is there. Slayton's their deep is their, their is, will be their primary deep threat. Hyatt will probably play behind him. He who all he does is run deep. You got Shepard and Robinson at slots. Campbell could play the slide. It, to me, it's a wide and, – and then obviously you got Waller. We'll talk about him in a minute. Oh, it's wide open, yeah. yeah. But it's totally wide receiver by committee. It, it, it's a pass target group by committee. Waller should be their, their number one guy. But now, is that is that 80 catches and plus health is an issue at 31 years old? Is that 50? Oh, sure. 60? Sure. Who knows? Uh, Paris Campbell, I, for what it's worth, he is like the cheapest. And he is also arguably the most talented and versatile. I uh, know injuries have been a real problem. A uh, good kid, by the way. I, I did interview him years ago at the combine. Real, real nice kid. But um, you know, what do you think about Waller? I, I'm, I don't trust him after last year's debacle. Well, they didn't want him. The Raiders were trying to move him, so that that tells me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, so, you passing? Are you passing? Am I passing on Waller? I'm going to use your term agnostic. Like everybody's a value. If he, if he's in the tenth round, I'll take him. Well, but, let's say he's tight end seven off the board at 75, which is where he's at on underdog. Probably not. Yeah. Right after, he's going off the board about 10 picks after Goddard. I mean, he was an absolute disaster last season. He turns 31 in September, which means whatever you are in August, that's what you're, it's a way the league sees you. So that, 
Other than Kelsey, they're not a lot of guys who get the job done in their thirties at tight end. So right, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd probably pass. Probably pass. Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, a lot of continuity here, but you know, you, why don't you break down this backfield based on early intel? Um, they, I would lean towards Swift, but it's going to be total committee. All these look. Gainwell is a guy that had a really tough summer. Came on late last season. They know he's strictly a passing down back. Every once in a while, a goal line guy, which is comical because he was never that guy at Memphis. You got Boston Scott, the giant killer, who's the highest paid running back on the team. Don't ask me why. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah. And Trey Sermon, the staff loves him. Apparently, he did very well in practice last season. That's why they brought him back. So it's going to be a committee. Sermon's the the biggest back of the group. If I only could take one guy, sum it up, I would want Swift. Now, the knock on this offense is the backs don't catch the football. That's been mm. a fact. Yeah. Now, will that change under new offense coordinator Brian Johnson? Did call the plays uh, at least one year at University of Florida? Don't know yet. Too early to know. But why would you trade for Swift and not get him the football in the pass game? That's where he's pretty darn good. Yeah. You also, when you have a running quarterback, oftentimes they don't get to that check down. That's, I'm sure, part of it. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is just running. But- he's an aggressive throw, though. He is. Thing. Oh yeah! Oh, oh! His downfield ball location yeah. this year was absolutely yep. pristine. Yeah. Uh, so you'd rather Swift at seventy-one overall, RB twenty-two, than Rashad Penny at one fifteen overall, RB thirty-seven. So we're we're thirty-five. Let's say three rounds later. I guess no. it's not that bad. See, it's one thing if – see, this is the problem with the question. They're both on the same team. Yeah. Swift should be the lead back. Now, that could be 14 touches to Penny's 10. I've, it's, they don't know yet. They, they, you got a new play caller. you got two new backs who are going to have significant roles, so they have to figure this out. Oh, by the way, both of those backs I talked about have major injury history. Oh, particularly Penny, Penny's Penny. way worse. Yeah. yeah, I think I'm going Penny here. Uh, you know what's crazy stat? He's been – he, he's missed more games than he's been available for. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, uh, led the NFL an explosive run rate last year, and now he gets a step up in supporting cast, if you will, better O-line. So, you know, we'll see. He The guy has been a league-winning type in spots. I think oh, oh, I mean, I, I'm not going to give you how much money I won two years ago. And I made fun of him. I, if I ever meet him, I'm going to apologize. Good dude. I know I shouldn't talk about this, but you have no idea how your run two years ago with the Seahawks over that final, whatever it was, six games, five games, where you okay. did the NFL rushing. Yep. Uh, in, uh, on the, in the NFC leagues. Oh, my goodness gracious. Because it was one of those – remember when they cut off your – I don't know what week it is. They, you stop drafting – you stop adding free agents. Yeah, yeah. I just – he's like, he's like, oh, my God, nobody wanted him. Like all right, I'll, I was kind of embarrassed to add him because he's never could stay healthy. Yeah, but I'm laughing every week. I'm like, when is this going to stop? This is unbelievable. He carried my team, man. It was awesome. You gotta love sports. Yeah. Um, the Washington Commanders. I don't really have it. There's no real insider notes here or anything. Like they are seemingly committed to Sam Howell, but if he stinks for a month, they'll I think quickly pull the plug because they're paying Jacoby Brissett a lot and Brissett was very good last year I mean Brissett Brissett is going to make a minimum of seven and a half million this season to back up 
if he wants to start in job, he's got two million incentives. He can make he can make like ten million this season. So yeah, you're right. Uh, the leash should be short. Um, yes, I fully expect Hal to start, but if he has a, a problem training camp now. In his defense, remember, the reason why he dropped from a potential of being a second-round pick to a fifth is because De'Ami Brown, who's now playing with, he left. You know, he, he he went to the NFL, and other players he played with were gone, and they, they didn't have a good pass target group. He forced a lot of throws as far uh, that, that year at uh, Carolina, uh, North Carolina in uh, 21. So the, the, the upside here is McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel. Coach Samuel did a good job. De'Ami Brown is a four. Logan Thomas is healthy. Colter is a slot tight end. They got they got a really good pass target group. The problem that you always have is their offensive line is below average, and that, that is a concern. Chicago Bears. I know you like um, you, you've apparently uh, talked to people about Tyler Scott or yep. scouted yep. about yourself, but yep. uh, talk him and also talk about the backfield. Are we wide open here in terms of all the roles? Really, I mean, you can't really narrow a role down for any one of the three backs. Right. So as long as they don't extend Darnell Mooney's contract, Tyler Scott could be a thing as soon as 2024. And there's, remember, you've got a front office that inherited this player, Mooney. We know he's been a nice player. He's done a nice job, but he's completely miscast as a one. He's not. He's, he's a decent two with upside. So when we look at it, Tyler Scott is a burner. He could flat out fly. The, the tape shows this from talking to scouting people. And in fact, I cannot understand why he didn't go before Trey Tucker, who's the kid that the, the Raiders reached for in the third round. Well, just, they're, they're, they're the Raiders. They're the Raiders. Boy, I don't know why they did that, but Tyler Scott's a better football player. Uh, overall, John, it's it's look, you, you know what the pass target group looks like. It's more it's more with your starters. I don't know what they're gonna do with Claypool. He'll be on the team. They made they, they we said it at that time we could not believe they gave up a second. Most of should have given up as a fourth. That was a mistake. And then you got Cole Komet, who's their stationary tight end, more or less. And Tanyan, we'll, let's see how he looks in training camp. It's been a long time since he had an ACL injury. He's never been the same. But overall, John, the Pestar group is actually developed now. It's not bad. I'm hoping they, they, they take the training wheels off fields, let them throw the ball more, because that was embarrassing. Despite all that, as you know, he's still a really good fantasy quarterback. Just think if they let him throw the ball three to five times more per game, how good he could be. Well, hopefully it's not a scenario. Oh, we drafted Tyler Scott. We traded for DJ Moore. We've got a full year of Chase Claypool and Mooney, and we're throwing it 20 times a game. Like right. we right. opened the season last year. In Detroit, you know, they may not throw it as much as we're used to. That defense slowly improving, and the strength of the team, once again, the running back room, David Montgomery, I actually like this year at his ADP, uh, even more than Jameer Gibbs. But I want to talk about your guy, Josh Reynolds. I mean, we're digging deep here, but he does stand out to me. Like, you're talking about a dirt cheap asset in a best ball draft right now who actually may, you know, deliver some returns. I couldn't believe it. I looked into it. He was like, uh, first four games before he got mm-hmm. hurt, he was like uh, like a wide receiver one last year in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, and the only what I told people last year, I'm going to say the same thing. If you're struggling in week, in week in round 15 or 16, don't take your kicker in round 15. Take Josh Reynolds. Why? He's no golf. They played with the Rams for like four or five years. 
They know each other. That's why, by the way, they claimed the off waivers uh, from Tennessee. I don't know what Tennessee was thinking, but they didn't want him. They said he didn't look good, but he's done a good job. He, he yeah. looks a little stiff, but he runs after the catch well. Boy, he get open. Ben Johnson got it, schemed him open. And and Goff and Reynolds have good good chemistry. And now with the situation with Jameson Williams and his suspension, they cut Cephas. They don't have the depth that they once had. And it's Reynolds, it's Marvin Jones, who's older. And St. Brown, and who's terrific. And Sam LaPorter, tight end. But Reynolds, yeah. But the fact, he, too, he had a bad back injury. He got over one injury and had a back injury. It's unfortunate. He probably would have had a very good season, but he had two different injuries. Very surprising stat here. And again, it's a smaller sample size with only four games. But, I mean, yeah. hey, four games is like 23% of the regular season. And this dude from weeks two, three, four, five was the R- the wide receiver 16 uh, with 14 yards of catch and a 71% catch rate. Wow. More fantasy points than Debo Samuel, uh, T. Higgins, Amon Ra. Uh, A.J. Brown, Mike sure. Evans, I mean, Jamar Chase. I mean, he outproduced Jamar Chase the first four weeks by a significant margin. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying he's going to do that again, but what I am saying is if you go 20 damn rounds, take him as your seventh receiver in round number 20 or you know, no no worse than 18. Yeah. Uh, and Sam Laporta going to be involved here? I, yep. You know, I'm not gonna let. I'm gonna probably gonna let him go too, even though I'm intrigued. You know, he's rookie tight ends. And James like, Mitchell is a a detached tight end. He's a slot tight end. He's he went and I give the Lions credit. He tore his ACL. Uh, I, I believe in his final year at Virginia Tech. Despite all that, they still drafted him in the fifth round, and he's a really athletic tight end who can move. He's a kind of a dynasty league alert. I get it. The Porter's there, but. We'll have to see what this offense looks like now. Will it be as spread heavy as you were talking about? Maybe they won't be as pass happy with the, the defensive additions. Yeah. And being that they're not well deep at receiver. But there's a lot to like about this offense. And uh, you, you could do worse than Jared Goff in a two-quarterback league as your second quarterback. Yeah, he's solid. Uh, with, with Laporta, though, mm, rookie tight end. I know they need him and the, you know all that. But, he's you know, an athlete, man. He can move. I know, I know, I know. But Shane Zilstra will probably score more touchdowns than him this year. Or uh, Brandon, yes. Either one. Uh, right, yeah, they'll trade for Brandon, yeah. uh, and then Brock Wrong, aka Brock Wright. Um, he, he, he was on that team real quick. Derek Deese's son, Derek Deese Jr. Wow, Derek Deese of the Niners, yeah, line. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Green Bay Packers, not a ton going on here. I love Jaden Reed, I love Luke Musgrave. As long, I mean, there's no insider notes here on in Green Bay, right? It's uh, just a couple concerns, and it, it's not about love as much as it's they don't have one veteran pass target. It's almost hard to believe. I, I know they're super big on building from within, but, man, it would help if they had they, they had some veteran pass catcher because it's Watson and Dobbs are second-year players. Reed's a rookie. Wicks is a rookie. Uh, Dontavian Wicks is a fifth-rounder. DeBose is a seventh-rounder as a rookie this season. They moved on from Tunyon. Musgrave and Kraft are rookie tight ends. Guara's he's going to be the, the wide tight end. They don't have any veteran pass catchers. But the good thing, though, over time is Love will grow with these guys. He's, he'll, they'll figure it out. Watson and Dobbs. I love that Dobbs, you know, Dobbs, remember, had a high anchor spring last year. Remember how good he was before he got hurt? Yeah, yeah. It's too sure. bad. And, and Reed uh, should be their slot. By the way, uh, it's appropriate that 
Josiah Degora is a wide tight end because when they drafted him, I asked myself, why? Why? Yes. Why, why do we do this? Why do we draft these hybrid tweener types? Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Boy, it sure feels like Dalvin Cook is still on the move. I know it's a complicated situation here, but uh, heading into Memorial Day weekend, where are you with Dalvin Cook's prospects? Ominous to be on the team. Ominous. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ominous. All right. Yeah. There it is. So draft Alexander Madison over the Memorial Day weekend, right? Right. And, you know, Madison signed a really nice contract. I don't know when they did this, if they thought he might – I think, they, I think they did. I think they wow. did this with designs on letting finding a way out of the Cook deal. They guaranteed ninety percent of his fully guaranteed ninety percent of his contract. I mean, it's yeah, wow. Uh, they, they, no, it's not a ton of money, but it's a really good. It's it's more or less a low end start a high end backup contract for running back. It's a heck, heck, heck of a contract. They weren't they in great cap shape anyway. Yes, and they got Ty Chandler, who's who's a, who's kind of explosive back. And Dwayne McBride, who's an interesting back. I know he was drafted in the seventh round, but he put up a ton of yards at UAB. Yeah. So, look, that's that's the group there. Drew Madison, who will start on the outside. Osborne will be the three. They're still bad in the secondary. I still see them throw the ball a lot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like Kirk more than last year. Mm-hmm. Year number two. It wasn't It wasn't unbelievably great, but the numbers were still really good. For Kirk, mm-hmm. just another 30 mm-hmm. every year. Uh, NFC South, before we get to that, I did want to let you know about our friends at the FFPC because these are great dudes. Uh, I know them well, and their their site, their company, rock solid. All FFPC tournaments are launched and drafting for 2023. The only exception, the main event, slow drafts kick off July 4th. Uh, really the place to play. I didn't do it up until a couple of years ago, but a friend of mine from high school here in New Jersey, shout out Mike Pareka, won the national, won the whole damn thing about three yeah. years ago, won a half a million bucks. He listens to us on Sirius XM religiously. I believe he's in uh, like the pharmaceutical business, so he's in the car a lot. And yeah, he cleaned up and, you know, Thanks to him, I'm like, yeah, I got to check this out. He goes, oh, it's so much better. And it, it is. The FFPC now have two tournaments with $1 million grand prizes, FFPC Main Event and the Fantasy Pros Championship. Dynasty Startups are filling daily as well. I'm in one starting at $100 entry all the way up to 5000 Mine was 2500 And I think if I can win it this year, I think it's like thirty grand. The FFPC Best Ball Tournament as well, $125 entry and Superflex Best Ball Tournament for $35 entries. They're off and running. Go to myffpc.com for more. Not to go off on a tangent, but let me let me give you the, my team in this uh, Dynasty FFPC mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Because last year, I didn't do a great job. I freaking took uh, Johnny Taylor in the first round of a Superflex, oh, which is dumb. It's, it's dumb. Uh, honestly... I got auto-drafted my next pick, Ugh. which was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, so, you know, last year it was terrible. I made a run late, and I just missed the playoffs. because wow, I, McCaffrey I made... got in the second round, though? What's that? You got McCaffrey in the second round. Wow, okay. Super flex. Super oh. flex. Oh, oh okay. okay. So, you know, 
it was Justin Herbert went like second overall. Okay. But tell, here's the starting lineup. You tell me, man. 12 team PPR America and Superflex. Justin mm-hmm. Fields, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, Johnny Taylor. I have in my flex Ramondre. That's a pretty damn good trio. Pretty good. Uh, my super flex quarterback is Danny Dimes. Mm. Uh, my tight end is elite in TJ Hawkinson. I traded away the number one pick and rights to Bijan Robinson or Anthony Richardson for CD Lamb. Why? Because I'm I gotta win now. So and then Gabe Davis is my two. I think that's a championship team in a Superflex. What do you think? Pretty good, pretty good. Got to win it Danny, here. Danny Downs is your two. Is your your second quarterback? Yep. Nice, yep. pretty good. Um, I also have uh, Mac Jones for what it's worth. I also, by the way, traded for our guy Sky Moore. Nice. Oh, well, we'll see. He's yeah, in. A, he's in a pass target by committee behind Kelsey. So that's he just got us a breakout. Yeah. 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 That's the problem in these leagues. You, you need like all your guys to be like big time needle movers. I also have um, Darnell Mooney. Mm-hmm. You know, nice too, but yeah. you you need a little bit more. Like you he need won't score much. Unfortunately, he's too small. Right. right. Well, at least I have Gabe Davis here. As my that's a two I'll live with here in this league. Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll do right. what we thought we would do last yeah, year. Let's go. Moving on. Moving on here, fella. The Atlanta Falcons. I don't have anything of note. Uh, NFL news wise. I mean, this is it's, pretty straightforward. Just talking to a coach I'm pretty tight with, who offensive coach. He goes, you know, the history in our league is. He goes, other than he couldn't think of anyone off. He goes, so many of these backs come in the league who are great pass catchers and are leaded at it. You have to go to the right play caller for them to be used correctly. I get Arthur Smith has talked up Robinson how they're going to use him. I get that. That's all great. That's to say it's one thing to do; it's another. Yeah. I'm in on Robinson, but Arthur Smith has not really shown any imagination as a play caller. That's why the yeah. finish is, you know, I I mentioned that I did a mock draft for Pro Football Network for the draft. I said, this is the, the Falcons are the first team that will take it. That'll be the earliest to go. Yeah. The fit, running it, he's special, and they're, they're in a rebuild anyway. So I get why they would do it, but I'm just not sold on Arthur Smith as a play caller. That, that he, I understand. Look, remember, he wanted Mariota last year because he knew him. They want to run the football. That's all great. So he's just got to prove it to me with Robinson. I'm not – I just – from talking to this coach, he goes, look, man, he goes – he goes, he wished uh, Robinson all the luck in the world. He goes, he just – there's if you just study these these super versatile backs like McCaffrey in college, it doesn't always work. It works right. when you get the right play yeah. caller. But I think it's a slam dunk. I'm not. I'm not there. I'm with you. I'm with. You. I've not drafted him yet. I've had like three or four opportunities. Uh, I'm there's not a term for it. I just don't know what the, there's. A, it, it's a lot of these passing down guys. Well, he's more of a three down back anyway. But they they just don't get the numbers that they got in college because sometimes they're not with the right play caller. But I'm I'm going to go with an open mind. I'm not going to close my. You know, I'm not going to if if, if yeah. in a redraft if Robinson's at three or four. Obviously, he's in the conversation, but you got to also see who else is there. Maybe, you know, to simply say the coaches who don't use running backs very well in the passing game, they're not great maybe outside-of-the-box thinkers. Yep. You know, just generally speaking. Carolina, uh, Frankie Reich, I don't know if he's outside of the box, uh, but I know that you know. I know that you know that I know. No, I know that you know that 
they're they're feeling like Adam Thielen is going to be a little bit of a staple in the passing game yes. with with yes. Mingo lurking and also Miles Sanders, a true three down back. Yeah, it's, you know, I told you two months ago, that's their, their thinking is that Sanders will be a three down back. Hubbard, as bad as he was in 21, boy, he looked good last year. He, he'll be a good handcuff for Sanders. Blackshear's the three. Thielen should be more or less their, their top pass target. He's clearly doesn't run as well anymore. They kind of acknowledge that. They know that they, they you know, every team looked at the tape. They know he's he's a possession receiver. Okay, well, that's pretty much he's a possession receiver for age one. But now it's kind of like the routes are going to be very deep. He turns 33 years old. To me, it's a pass target group by committee. Feelings are one. You want to say Hayden Hurst is coming off surgery. Is your two okay? Charles yeah. the three is coming off surgery. Yeah. Mingo though for a redraft. I mean a dynasty. That's a guy I want. This kid is really gifted. That's that's he's he is the apple of my eye for this passing game for the future, twenty four and beyond. Yeah, yeah, I like him. Uh, good kid. Um, pretty serious, but hey, nothing wrong with that. Not 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 a charismatic guy. I I, I I do like the charismatic guys, but I also like the boring guys when they're solid, and that's Jonathan mm-hmm. Mingo. Yeah. Uh, and Miles Sanders, uh, you know, catching the ball uh, for Re- Frankie Reich. Uh, New Orleans Saints. Well, this this Alvin Kamara stuff is uh, is I just have a, a terrible vibe between the addition of Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. I, I'm, I just don't see a path for Kamara to be in, truly impactful, considering the drop off with short yardage and third down work. I uh, mean, I am just not feeling it. But anything stand out to you with these New Orleans Saints breaking in a new quarterback noted anti gurite Derek Carr. Yeah. Yeah, so the past target group between Alondra, Michael Thomas, if he could even play 10 games, Rashid Shahidi was a nice surprise, and Jawan Johnson was terrific last season in his role. I mean, they, they would never commit, they would not fully commit to him, but they did this offseason. They're paying him $6 million a year on a restricted free agent ten, off of a restricted free agent tender. Teams typically don't extend contracts off that, so it tells you how much they like him. Foster Moore is a good second tight end, good offensive line. I look the, the the offense wasn't good last season, but the quarterback play wasn't wasn't good. Carr's got to be. I know I know Dalton did a nice job for what he is, but Carr is an upgrade. I, I get it. He got benched. It was ugly. He's a better friend of mine now. If he feels reborn, so to speak, with his coaching staff. I'm not bullish on Carr, but the past our group is good. Yeah, it's good. You know, uh, so. Overall, and AT Perry's got he's 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 interesting player, six round receiver, and of Wake Forest is a jumbo receiver. This group, this is a pretty good pass target group. Tampa Bay Bucks, will you please let the people know that the Tampa Bay Bucks organization love our guy Rashad White like a son because mm-hmm. that's my love him. They, they, high character kid. Met him at the uh, Super Bowls. You know, he's an upright guy. He's tall. I get that I get the data was not good with him. I think it's just more about the skiing, the offensive line of injuries, Ryan Jensen's significant knee injury. Play calling was bad. It was bad. They're redoing the guard position. They're gonna have two new starters there. Uh, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a new right tackle or left tackle, depending on where they line up hurt. They're gonna have three new offensive linemen. So that that's gonna take some time to develop. They got a new play caller. I'm fairly optimistic, but the problem is it's not right. I'm not worried about a shot. Right? I'm worried about the receiver group because of the quarterback position. That, that That's my problem. 
Yeah, I think Chris Godwin is going to be a centerpiece of the passing game, his inside-outside versatility and all that. Mike Evans, I just don't know what to expect. You know, are we getting a lot of downfield air yeah. ball plays to Mike yeah. Evans? Uh, by the way, just so people know, uh, Adam is always very hesitant. And I do not blame him one iota for ripping people because he has to maintain these relationships and see these people. I, on the hand, I, on the hand, do not give a shit. I will uh, rip anyone uh, who I think um, needs to be ripped. That's a nice little balance right there. But bottom line, Byron Leftwich last year stunk. It was uh, a struggle. It was painful yeah. watching. There have been some painful offenses. You and I have worked together for 23, 24 years. That oh, offense right. last year, even with the best of all time, Tom Brady, was in my yeah. top five most tough to watch. Because you knew that, Pain. granted, we know the O-line had some problems, but we should be a lot better than this. Like, no all diversification of the play. It was just awful. It was awful. It, shot it was play, awful. shot play. Okay, I mean, where's there, the intermediate passing game? They don't have one. There were a couple of plays where they gave Leonard the ball. There was a Thursday night game, I think, where they gave Leonard the ball on, like, I don't know, third and freaking seven or whatever. He tried to get the edge, and, like, he didn't get there. And mm-hmm. I thought, Rashad would have – would have been a touchdown. Anyway, um, Arizona Cardinals, wow, that's another mess. Looks like D-Hop is, gonna, is not on the move anytime soon, right? I, I, it's They couldn't work out a trade. Then They certainly don't look like they're going to cut him. I mean, the GM basically said he's going to be in the roster because the cap that it's too significant. I mean, look, I'll say this much. If, if it stays – the same Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore. I, I know he's a train wreck because he's small and you, you worry about injuries. And every once in a while, he does something. But he's just too small. You don't draft five foot seven guys in the second round. That's just not what you do. Yeah. Michael Wilson is not a bad receiver out of Stanford. He's a third rounder. And the, I, to me, they'll play a lot of 12 personnel with Ertz and McBride. Ertz has come back from the ACL injury. So they've got the ability to go from 12 to 11. They got a new play call in Drew Petzing who's uh, Kevin Stefanski's guy. Now, Stefanski, you know, as you know, John, has been super big on 12 personnel. They run more 12 than pretty much most teams. So I expect them to be heavy 12, but they have the ability to go 11 when they want to. Don't ever draft a 5'7 receiver ever again. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they were thinking going to the second round with that guy. I'm even talking fantasy people because yeah, you know, I, I, I was never into this guy, um, Rondell Moore. I used to yell, help me, Rondell. Help help me, Rondell. <laughs> no, no help. Get him out of my lineup. Uh, <laughs> San, Francisco, San Francisco Niners. Uh, again, it's pretty much status quo here other than the quarterback situation. Uh, I asked you this question this morning, actually, but I'll do it again here. Uh, might we get to a point in August where or July where we actually have a – even winner-take-all kind of battle, or have they already mentally uh, handed the job to Brock Purdy? They handed the job to Purdy. Now, if he has a bad week of practice, you, you, you have to do the right thing because Lance, mechanically, is better. He's got enormous talent. I know he's raw. I, I get that. They they obviously loved him because it's Kyle's call, and they traded up significantly for Trey Lance. I know that Purdy all of a sudden because he's this leader and he processes well as their guy. But he did it for less than half of a season. There's a reason why he was the last pick of the draft. He was benched at Iowa State. He's a smaller guy, doesn't have a good arm. 
just enough to get it 20, 25 yards downfield. It's a space creation offense. I get the, I get all that. But asking him to do this for a full season, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'm, I'm not sold on him for, for a full season. It's a great story. This is one of those stories that no one in scouting believed because the, most people in scouting on the National Football League did not believe in Brock Purdy. I'm being kind. Yeah, yeah. It's a great story. Look, it's an unbelievable story. Look how far they got it. Had he not gotten hurt, they might have beaten Philly. Who knows? Well, but they we'll got see. A sample size doubles yes. this yes. year, basically. Uh, I, I love uh, my, my thought on, on Trey Lance, by the way. Uh, Lance needs to answer the bell. And then we play the Pulp Fiction sound drop. F you, Lance, answer! Uh, if you're a fan of Pulp Fiction, you, you love that line right there. And if you're not, then you don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Um, Seattle. Well, we don't like the schedule, by the way, for uh, these guys. Um, Scott Barrett's analysis there looks looks a little dire, but uh, also looking dire is Jackson Smith's in Smith and Jigba's chances of posting massive digits unless there's an injury. Yet people are still drafting him like he's a, a two year pro bowler. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't get that. Yeah, I, look, it, the passing game goes through Lockett and Metcalf. We know that. Now, Smith and Jigba, because of Lockett's contractual situation, could be his replacement next year. That I could definitely see. Because if you look at it, Lockett is signed, holy smokes, through 25. His base salary, and there's no guaranteed money, in 24 is $15.3 million. He's got a roster bonus of over $7 million due to the fifth day of free agency. Is, and he turns 31. Wow, 31 in September. I remember his dad, Kevin. Of course. Yeah, of course. I, 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 right. I think I had him as a sleeper in 1997. Yeah, there you uh, go. So, by the way, by the way I, th- th- you might enjoy this little nugget, but I looked into it, Tyler Lockett's rookie year, because I happened to notice him lining up opposite Rasheen Mathis. Hmm. And I'm like, wait a second. I think Rasheen Mathis played against Kevin Lockett, and he did. How about that? By the way, I would not agree with the the, the schedule. Look look how good the schedule for the Seahawks is passing the football. Rams are terrible at pulling Uh, them out. Talk about running, running. Oh, 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 I was going to say, because against the Jazz, oh, my God, it doesn't get any better than this to start the season. No, no, no. For the run, it doesn't look good. Six out of their first seven games are very favorable for the pass. Now, against the run – yeah, I would say you're right. The Giants, the the, the Panthers, Bengals are pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I could see that. So uh, Rams overall, are good usually. Rams have been actually good. Although yeah, they're, so they're they, down with, with they uh, could be a mess. They could be know, a mess. But Titans are good. good. I, don't, I don't see it. Not this season. I don't. No, no, no. Oh, by the way, um, you'll see uh, when we launch the uh, fantasy points data suite and all that. Uh, you know what I said about Kenneth Walker last year? It was a tough call because, I mean, I see the kid moving like uh, electric, you know, but mm-hmm. and I love that. But, you know, who was up there, like top three and stuff percentage? Ken Walker. Yeah. So I, or, or stopped. I, yeah, I know. He's – because remember, he was a Wake Forest transfer to Michigan State. He only did well one year. And – I don't see. I don't think he's developed enough. Yes, he's exciting to watch. Yeah, but they had to add a second back. Now, did they have to add a significant piece in the second round? Charbonnet Char- is my favorite back for the draft. I love the guy. Really? So it'll be a, it'll be a one-two punch. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do on third down. 
Among all running backs with at least 100 carries, Walker per fantasy points data, second worst stuff percentage behind only James Robinson, mm-hmm. which Robinson. is not that's not good. Not good. Um, yeah, that, that that would worry me a little bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially now, maybe you can get better, but especially now because they drafted another guy to to have fewer stuffs, I guess. Well, the Rams, where are you with the Rams? Where are the Rams? It feels like they're in a decent place, but they are freaking mess roster wise. Well, here's the that's the pro, that's it. So their offensive line could be really bad. No boom coming off of their left tackle from a serious injury. Steve Riviera is more of a power blocker. Right guards open. Havenstein's back for another year. He's been there for a long time. Van Jefferson is such a shame he got hurt last year. They really thought he was going to be a, break, a breakout player. Yeah, and, I like him. Yeah, he, he's a shot play guy, he's believe it or not. He's, he's not a bad, like, again, you know, 209 picks into a draft. Not a bad dart throw there. Yes, yeah, so they, uh, they're kind of – and Tutu Actwell, another small receiver. What a mistake that was. Yep. Uh, okay, Cam Akers gets a reprieve. Oh, Cam, it's all Cam Akers. It's all Cam Akers. One of the most amazing stories, and, and, and as long as I've worked with you in over 20 years, I, I've never seen anything like this. The team couldn't give him away, so they wouldn't cut him. They, just, they came close to doing something, and then they backed off of cutting him. Uh, and they just they said, all right, we'll keep him. They don't have anyone else. Colin Williams was miscast. That, that, that was over. After half a game, that was over. Matt, what's it? Matt Brown was his, what's What's that guy's name? Mac Brown, that running back, power back. Oh, Malcolm Brown. Malcolm Brown, yeah, Mal- Malcolm Brown. So it was yeah. Kim Akers, and oh boy, he had a major improvement. They, they drafted Zach Evans, who's a, a bigger back, but he was in the sixth round. And oh, it's Kim Akers. You're right. Oh, yeah, I'm so, feeling yeah. it. I'm feeling it. That'll wrap it up here a little longer than we expect, an hour and 20 minutes. Uh, probably another four, 30 minutes longer than we expected, but we can't help ourselves. Too much information. So. We'll wrap it up here. We'll get Mr. C back periodically. You're going to be doing your training camp tour and all that good stuff. So make sure you stay subscribed to all the podcasts. Follow Mr. Kaplan on the Twitter at Kaplan NFL. And we'll wrap it up here. For Adam, I'm John. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time at FantasyPoints.com. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.